Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight we've got a brand new guest. This is Andrew, or also known as the guy from Marty's Moments. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hi there. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. And you were actually a fan request from this guy, John McKirk. I don't know if you know him. No, it's this way. There we this, go. It's, yeah, this it's way. hard. Yeah, I know. Hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> John, John McKirk. Yes. He's the man. Yeah, him. He is. He was on the show, yeah. I don't know, a couple months ago. Did a great job. Absolutely love talking to him. Yeah. It's good it's stuff. Just, good stuff. Just a sweet, great guy. That's what I call I agree. Him. He, was sweet, like one yeah. of my, he was like one of my first uh, people on TikTok to be like, this guy, what are you doing? And I remember he was like, where did Marty come from? And I said something obscure and he went, okay, all right. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, this is the tone we're going for. All right. <laughs> it's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Purple Princess and Squire, Scott Meyer, we got Sonia Brown in the back. We are sitting with us managing comments. We got Texas Buckeye Girl and Lily's Flowers and Jamie Tabinati. Alex King, you guys, welcome to live and a very happy Thursday. I need a calendar like right here that I can look because I do that same spiff every night and I can really? never remember what date it is. And then, like right here, I can look and be like, it's happy Thursday. Freaking happy A. Johnson. Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thursday. You, get, you should have like Thursday. a cool, you should have like a cool, colorful one there. You got I an should. Awesome background. Thank you. It's fish tonight. It was Halloween they, for a while. Uh, oh, they're all, it's are fish. they all, are they all like screens? Are they all screens that you could just put whatever you want on there? It's just a TV with YouTube. There's and then I just, I searched TV. for, what do you fish. call it? Like fish screensaver. Dog TV. Halloween. On TV, yeah, on YouTube. And then they've yeah. got like these kids, they're smart kids. Okay, kids are smart because uh, I, th- I think a lot of these people are kids that do this. But they will record like 12 hours of just random fish and then they will put them up uh-huh. on YouTube and add the ads to them and they're just making bank. They're just making uh, bank, these kids are. Just doing nothing. It's either just a bunch of kids or a bunch of like people on psychedelics. It could be that too. Either that way, it's, it's fabulous marketing. I use all the Great. channels fabulous i'm here for it so andrew hi welcome to the show i'm so glad to have you here the shipwreck show is an opinion-based podcast only you should not take anything that we have to say as fact or fiction we are simply podcasters we're not professionals we're not doctors we're not politicians uh we're just here offering our opinion on different matters to which people want to hear about uh tonight's episode is brought to you by mrs rogershood.com if you walk around your outside of your house barefoot there's a probably a really good chance you've got worms so get yourself a tincture kit. Get yourself some deworming. What is that, Shivani ice cream? No, it's just, it's a smoothie. But I put okay. it in Shivani. But I, I uh, worms. Tell me more. 
<laughs> I was like, is it full of worms? Do no, we need to, no. do, listen, no. do we need to have an episode? Marty, do you have worms? Do we need to talk about this instead tonight? Maybe. Maybe. You probably do. I, I saw this do. video of a bear who was running through the woods with a tapeworm the length of a football field hanging out his ass. And I ran and got me a tincture kit that I now sit and look at wow. because I'm scared to death to take it. I would be that bear. Oh, you don't want to see him come out, do you? Nope. I'm going to keep my worms. Accomplished. No, you feel well, <laughs> you, you're like, you, wow. I'm going to get you a, you're like, look at I my worms. Yeah. Look at you, my I'm going to hook you. I'm going to hook, I'm going to get Miss Rogers hood to hook you up the bear. Yeah. She's yeah. going to hook you up. She's fabulous. Mrs. Rogers hood.com. You shipwreck five to get 5% off. Nice. Thank you. Marty, Marty, yes. not Marty. You're not, well, you're Marty, but you're Andrew. So talk to me a little bit about your, talk to me a little bit about you. Talk to me a little bit about your content. Let's kick it off with that. So you're sure. Marty's moments, but your name is Andrew. What, where did this, where did Marty's <clears throat> moments come from? Uh, well, <clears throat> I mean, a couple of things, like uh, something about me, I am primarily trained as an actor. So really? I don't really know. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, most of my life I've been training in, in theater. Okay. And, uh, you know, after I got my BFA, I went, I went to Chicago to learn clown. So okay. I, I was lucky enough to be in Chicago at the time when a pretty well-known Italian red-nosed clown teacher was in town and she did okay. two years, she did a two-year program. So I learned clown. I learned European mask work. I learned device theater with a pretty lovely group of people. I was very, very lucky with that. And uh, was part of a couple of theater companies. I've always been really interested in character work, in mask, in clown, all of that. I went to circus school for a year. I was terrible at it. No, oh, how know. can you? But how can you be terrible at circus school? Now, I've actually heard that it's a very serious business, and and we can. I know everybody can laugh, yes. but I've heard that this it's very hard and it's a very serious business. That kind of stuff. It's real hard. Well, I mean, yeah. it's also becoming really popular right now because okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I mean, you have companies like Cirque du Soleil that obviously. Yep. kind of entered the scene and have become very popular. Um, and so I think a lot of people getting out of gymnastics or acrobatics and those kinds of like younger individuals kind of look to those areas for employment okay. and they're great employment. I mean, if you're working with Cirque du Soleil, you're getting unbelievable health insurance. They're taking care of you all the time. You're getting okay. nonstop massages, which sounds pretty awesome. It does. Uh, but you're, you're working hard. I mean, okay. uh, I trained, you know, <clears throat> when I went to circus school, I trained mostly, they give you a pretty wide variety of what you're working on. So you're training in acrobatics, hand balancing, juggling, uh, tightrope. Uh, but then there's a lot of aerial work like Lyra, which is the hoop that people do stuff on, sear wheel, uh, you know, straps. There's, they just they they put you through the ringer on all of it because it's all about building conditioning and strength for all those things. Okay. Uh, but I focus mostly on partner acrobatics and tumbling, and I was not a good tumbler. Starting tumbling <laughs> in the mid, in your mid twenties doesn't sound pleasant. Not for me. No. I mean, tum I tumble just getting out of bed sometimes. I think. Pretty sure. Oh, I tumble. I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to catch myself <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, oh God. Uh, so from there, I kind of, <clears throat> you know, America, 
really took a turn in many ways, I think, mm -hmm. in our social discussions and everything. Was that your first acrobatic experience? When I fell down the stairs? Yes. I fell oh, down no. the stairs. I was like, I'm a born acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I was in a, in a company with a friend of mine, Leanna, and we were working, developing our own work. And we were constantly having these discussions about femininity, masculinity, manhood, womanhood, you know, Me Too was happening at the moment at that time. And so many people were just shitting on men. I was also living in Chicago, which was a very, which is a very liberal city and, yes, you know, very liberal city. Yes, um, and I was surrounded by liberal friends. I mean, I still love them to death. There's, I, I'm neither liberal or conservative at this point. I don't really know where I lie. Um, That's kind of where we are. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I a fair it. place to be yeah. based on where we're at. <laughs> it's like, wait, no one's doing too good right now. Let's, let's uh, reassess. So we were having all these discussions. And actually, it was kind of funny because Leanna, my friend, was so much in the defense of men through these conversations and kind of opening up about like, I feel really bad for men right now. I feel really bad for men right now. I was like, man, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, this is, I mean, when you're kind of in the midst of being like, Oh, you're a piece of shit white guy. And you're like, right. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess Thanks I'll a lot. Just, Thank you. I'll go about my day. All right. right. With all that. Uh, so to have her start to bring it up, it started to kind of, ferment in my mind and you know in the past couple years I, I started Marty about three years ago now and I was just doing a podcast it was like let me see what this character's like let me see what his point of view is let me see how he plays in the space um, okay. especially from a clown point of view let me just let him go you know because there's just um there's just so many avenues and there's just so many ideas out there. There's so many questions and uncertainties and, you know, I couldn't stop. Marty's a drug for me. I can't, I can't, okay. stop. I can't, I can't kick him. I, can't I get kick it. Him. You do him very well. Fun. I'm, I'm, oh, and Marty's very interesting. Yes. Very, very interesting. I do like Andrew too, though. I'm coming to find out. He, he's okay. He's okay. He's all right. You know, okay. <laughs> small doses. <laughs> so talk to me. Okay, so you you created the character of Marty, and, and I'm loving the background. I, I love that you went to the school, and I'm loving that you were working for the company. I think that's super awesome. It actually lends it lends a lot of credibility to what you're doing, like on TikTok and your mm. content. Um, but talk to me about your stance, or what are your thoughts in terms of like if someone if I were to come to you and say that's toxic um, masculinity or th that mm -hmm. action or that behavior is toxic masculinity. Like what, what are your thoughts around what toxic masculinity is versus maybe what it's not just. Man. <clears throat> um, it's tough. I, th I think, okay. you know, when I, I feel like in a general sense, this thing of toxic masculinity is defined as any kind of kind of antiquated or what we would consider antiquated or maybe unnecessary behavior okay. 
that men are holding on to from the past. You mean like, uh, like the, the brazen, like, don't, don't cry, kind of be a man, grow up kind of thing. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and yet at the same time, like, I I agree. I agree. Like to stifle men in that way is unproductive and could, could be dangerous. Okay. At the same time, at the same time, you know, should a man at the same time not maybe constantly indulge in feelings and move forward? Like, can, can we find this balance of like, yeah, man, like feel what you feel like feeling is great and that's good, but you also gotta, you also gotta do stuff. (laughs) Like you can't, you can't just sit around with your feelings all the time. And also, I think the issue is toxic masculinity as a term in society is so ambiguous that okay. anyone could go, <clears throat> anyone could have an encounter with a man and go, um, sorry, I'm going to close my window. There's some toxic masculinity breaking into someone's mother loving yeah, car crazy. out there. Hey, <laughs> stop being toxic out there. What are you doing? I'll stop him. A, a random man, a random man from a house that he came. He's gonna be like, what? That sounds um, like man's work. It sounds like man's work. <laughs> Don't explain to me while I break into this car. Um, but I think it's just such an ambiguous thing right now that okay, people use it as a weapon as well to okay. discount anything a man does. So okay. if a man comes into a situation and says. Oh, you know, I think I know about this thing. I think I understand this thing. And you might be wrong about this. Uh, the immediate response from some people can immediately be like, well, you're being toxic. Or the the term I just used, mansplaining, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes a defense. And I think that be- that's coming from, for a lot of people, like uh, their past situation that they've experienced. They've experienced men who have done that. And like, Trauma. you can't trauma right yeah. when we can't we can't disregard that at the same time i think regardless of how we define toxic masculinity and what it actually is the fact that it's being utilized so quickly without a question kind of just like yeah i'm going to i'm that's toxic that's toxic that's toxic mm-hmm. i think it makes men close off and go i don't even know like who the fuck I am anymore. I don't know what the, because like, I guess I, I, I mean, I'm a man. So like, that's what, and and I think a lot of what Marty is, is just, if I had another subtitle for Marty, it would be Marty's minute meditations. Uh, A man struggles with just the concept of being a man, because it's like, if you're telling me I'm a man, that means it's a qualifier. That means that being a man means something. So what does it mean? And if I'm responding to how you put it out into the space, it's something awful. It's just downright something awful. That's that's the general consensus, I think, across the board in right. today's society. And you have, a, uh, you have young boys, right? I do. I've got three. I am a, I am a boy three. mom. Boy mom to the core. Do you feel like um, 
they they kind of how do I ask this question? Do you feel like they're free to kind of just be who they are? Yeah. So there's um that's I feel like that's like a whole another live in itself because that has to do with generational mm-hmm. curses and like what my oh. parents did and their parents did. There are some yeah. things that I don't do with my children. Um because I felt like when my parents did it, it was very stifling as far as mm-hmm. uh, we asked them, we asked them their opinions on a lot of things. Like there's really no demanding. There are things that they can and can't do. There are rules and there are guidelines in this house. Like there's things they can and can't do, but for sure. the most part, we give them a choice. <clears throat> and I think that's something that a lot of us, and I'm generation X, I don't know how old you are, but like our boomer parents, it was either you did it and you do it because I say you need to go do it. I and mean, we don't, right. we don't really parent that way. Um, so yes, I do feel like, but on the other side of it, um, there's, I am raising motherfuckers too. Like I, cause I feel yeah, I'm just, I feel like the world needs more motherfuckers. I think there is a time and a place to feel your feelings. I let my kids feel their feelings. I don't dismiss them. I, I understand and I'll sit with them and I, I'll even, yeah. I'll even tell them to go to their room and, and, you know, or ask them to go to their room. And, and then when they are ready to come out and talk, whatever, yeah. um, but I think a lot of parents go too far with that side of things, like letting your kid choose their gender um, or be a cat. I, 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 I struggle mightily with that. And well, you know, it's almost like how um, th- that ends up being the question of like, how much of a reality do you root your kids in? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, how much yep. of a reality are you rooting your kids in? And I mean, we can go on and on about the gender debate, how, however right. much we want, but it's like, right. you know, structure structure is so crucial mm-hmm. for life, and I and I would assume for children. I mean, I I I don't have kids of my own. I've taught children, so I don't have as much experience with it. Sure. But just as an individual, like you can't live a life of no structure and no reality. And, you know, going back to, to what you said about like <clears throat> having boomer parents and it being about uh, do this thing. I'm not going to explain to you why. You just have to do it. Yeah. You do it because I said so. And I, you do I it never I liked, said so. I never liked mm-hmm. that as a kid. I wanted well, to know. A, I would. I was happy to do why? it, but I, I want to know why. I just tell I me why, why I need to go do this. Yeah. Well, it's and I hard. think that when it, talking about toxic masculinity, that I think has roots in what's called the the tyrannical father figure. Yeah. It's like one of the archetypes yep. that exists. It's like you just yep. do it. You just do it. Stop crying, or I'm going to give you something to cry about. <laughs> right, which is like so circular. <laughs> it's yeah. like stop you talking about some toxic stop shit that I heard. What? I wasn't even a boy and I heard that growing up. Like, dang, dad. My old man's so absurd. Well, yeah, but that's the other thing is like, I mean, some of those people had hard ass lives. Mm-hmm. I imagine my grandfather both my grandfathers fought in the war, right. were like crazy veterans, and like, you know. I, I mean, I don't know everything that my family went through, but I imagine that those dudes were hard asses a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you look back, you're like, well, why wouldn't they be in some ways? Right. Doesn't make it good, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, why wouldn't they be? And at the same time, I look at those guys and I go, those were men. Yeah. Those and were so does- 
So does that certain certain political <laughs> side of TikTok? Like when we, yeah. when we talk about like the republic, that's what they do. And I I'm not yeah. judging, but that's that's no. and then the other side considers it very toxic. And this is where it yeah. got political, which yeah. is really strange. I get that. It is weird. It's really weird because it's like when and I think part of the um part of the problem of labeling it as toxically masculine or even toxically feminine is like, yeah, there might be value in pinpointing that, but at the same time, maybe they're just assholes. Yeah. Maybe you know? it's just a personality trait. Maybe it's just a, per- yeah, maybe they're just dicks. And mm-hmm. and it's easier to deal with people when you're just like, ah, oh, they're just a dick. Because mm-hmm. then that's the, yeah, I mean, people, every everyone has a friend that's like a, an a-hole. A right. Yeah. Uh- we like that. We like having them around. But they're a-holes. And when right. somebody goes, man, your friend's a real a-hole, you go, yeah, that's Greg. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> like, don't, you don't like him? Don't hang out with him. I like him. I don't know. Um, going, going back to also the, the motherfuckers thing, right? Yeah, like you, I'm raising you, motherfuckers. You're raising motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if the, they're... I don't care if they're gay. Like this, this, I don't right. care what they decide well, to be. Yeah. At, at 12, 13, <laughs> I don't care. You come out. If you right. want to be a cat, that's fine, but you're not going to shit in a litter box. Like, but you're going to be a motherfucker. Like yeah. when you get older, you're not going to take no shit. And right. You know, you're going to take the appropriate action with your emotions. You're going to manage your emotions. You're going to control your emotions. So I think that's really important. There's- I, and I, it, it, it's, it's it, in terms of managing the emotions too, for a man, it's like, Yes, I, I think part of the toxic masculinity thing is like men are so quick to anger. It's almost like that's mm-hmm. all they feel. And it's like, well, it's all we've been allotted to feel forever, right? Right. Because if we ever, ever feel anything outside of that, it's it's a problem. We're not a man. You're not a real man if you cry. Uh, you, men can't even show fucking joy. Like, it's like, ah, oh, you're so gay. You're and all happy. It's like, right. well... Yeah, that's what gay means. So I guess, but um, it, there there's so many like limitations, and you know, on one hand, this kind of discussion is brought up. Well, yeah, we need men to feel, uh, be able to feel the spectrum of emotions, to you know, go to therapy and all this other stuff. And then at the same time, it's like, well, but also men can't give us their emotional labor. Like it's. It's just emotional labor, and it's like okay, well. But when when you just, but when you say us, like who would be us? Are you talking about women then at that point? Or are you talking about just society as a whole? Generally, women, or I mean, it, it from I've heard that from women, and and okay. I obviously that's a I've generalization. Heard, right? I've heard that too. Yep, I got um, it. So I respond to that group of let's say sure. that group of women is like right here. There's a lot of women everywhere. Right there's women like, all over the place there's women all over the place it's a dream oh my god they're all surrounding me too isn't that so special is, oh, god. oh god I, i'm awesome no um sorry no, no it's good no, snort, snort laugh is great snort laugh is great i i the only reason I ask is because this is where like the toxic femininity movement and I'm talking like the ones that were burning the bras the abortion like that that mm. extreme like scares the shit out of me and because I I don't 
I don't resonate with the feminist movement at all. I, I, I think equal pay for women is extremely important, but if you mm-hmm. demand equal pay, you better be able to do equal to work. And there is right. some work that women just can't do versus men. And I've never yeah. had a problem negotiating <clears throat> like my salary or negotiating mm-hmm. my pay. Um, women tend to be more timid, so they don't like to do that. They don't like to rock the boat. They don't, right. you know, and I, but at the same time, when you talk about, I want to go back to the emotional dump. And I think this is, where I struggle a lot because as a, as a female who has struggled with her, her feminine side, I lead with Mm -hmm. my masculine side. I lead with my, my, my masculine, my CEO, my business, my masculine. Um, and I always struggled with my feminine side. I always struggled Mm -hmm. to, you know, give her a place. And I had read a whole bunch of things on that. And the reason for that, that I think myself and probably a lot of the people, the women that follow me, the stronger women, is because we're never given that place to feel safe because that is supposed to come from our masculine when our masculine is really busy emotionally dumping all over the feminine. Does that make sense? Certainly, yes. So then the feminine has to step up and be the masculine for her masculine. Right. And boy, I just, I struggled with that because I feel like, God, I'm always a mask. Like I'm always the one, Hmm. you know? So is this is this in terms of uh, specifically romantic relationships or do you think in all I think in all sorts of relationships, friendships, I think um, just in all family, I think family is is another thing, because historically women were supposed to be feminine. We're not supposed to lead with our masculinity. We're not supposed to be brazing and ball busting and. You know, that's not what we're supposed to, it's, it's out of like, well, let me, let me, let yes. me ask you to specify, sure. cause I think there's, there's so much in what you're saying, right? There's a mm-hmm. whole, there's like a ton of layers because the first question for me is what, what would you define as the femininity? So my feminine, like if, if we're talking about me, cause I can only talk about like my femininity would sure. be, um, being able to be vulnerable, being able to express how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. in a place where I'm not going to be dismissed or I'm not going to be sure. bashed or made fun of. Um, I guess for me, that would be like a vulnerability thing for me, a vulnerability or it would be ensuring that I'm taken care of and, and being able mm-hmm. to release control. I think that's probably the biggest, almost like a surrender. Almost. Yeah. I want to yeah. be able to surrender and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do the work and I'm going to, you know, but I want to be able to surrender and, and let my masculine lead, you know, or, you know, but I think a lot of women can't do Mm -hmm. that because their masculines are so confused or want to be feminine or feel like they're supposed to be females. And we're in this whole society thing. Right. Just a clarifying thing. When you say Mm -hmm. you're masculine, do you mean the, 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 the man, the, the, yeah. So like, my, okay. Okay. Yeah, like my, my, like my husband, like my, you yes, know, gotcha, or the, gotcha. the men in my life, like my male friends, my, you know, sure. That's where I think a lot of times we struggle quite often. I'm often yeah. more often than not specifically <clears throat> with my male friends seen as mm. the strong one. And well, and, and I will, I will admit, uh, I will admit being too much in my feminine around female friends in the past and I think that's something that I recognized in the in the past year or so is that I've I've been you know a lot of my research does not revolve around like reading psychological journals or things like that I I I peer into that stuff 
But I'm mostly interested in what are people out there that are actually getting the word out? What are they saying? So right. people like, I mean, you know, Jordan Peterson's the big one, right? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he's the big one. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you have also, like you know, Peterson. I do too. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with a, a lot of what he's saying recently. Me Not either. everything, but, you know, right. he got in, I mean, he's famous now, so I don't know right. what, I don't know what, uh, so D Jordan Peterson's one of them, but then also like even smaller, do you know the Fresh and Fit podcast? No, sir, I do not. Okay. Uh, or Kevin Samuels. No, I, I listened okay. to Jocko Willinks. Again, this comes with oh, my Jocko masculinity. Yes. So I, this comes with my masculine as I listen to those podcasts too. Yeah. Those I, great guy. I'm more, I'm yeah. You, uh, do, do you not do, do, but do you like, do you enjoy being in the masculine? You know, I, like... I think it's comfortable for me. Interesting. I think it's, okay. it's made me very successful in life. I think it's kept okay. me out of a lot of trouble, yeah. but I think it's something that I was, that I stepped into at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. And out of like to, uh, to protect myself and then yeah. just never really fully stepped out. I will. There are times when I've stepped out and I've surrendered. I have worked on this for the not Andrew Tate. I, I have my own theories on Andrew Tate. I, I don't agree with everything he says or his <laughs> delivery, but some he's of the, the spicy says, one today, some of the shit that he's he says is legit. Right yeah. He's, he's the most hated man on TikTok, but he's not. Wrong. Oh, they hate him. They do hate him. He's not, well, they hate him. It, it's it's funny because it's like, <sighs> you know, if you come out of a social situation that we're all coming out of right now, you're going to, like the pendulum swung, right, mm -hmm. in one direction. And right. now it's coming back, and it's coming back full force. And, you know, you could, the, the problem with censoring somebody like Andrew Tate is you're just going to get another one. Yeah, and you're just, just gonna get. And it's probably gonna be worse. It's probably gonna be worse because yeah. they're gonna be like, "Yeah, see, they can't. They can't even. They can't even handle the truth." That's every response to somebody who's been censored. So don't censor him because you know that that's gonna be the response. They silenced him because he knew the truth. That's the immediate mm -hmm. response. And in some ways, yeah, the guy had some value to what he was mm -hmm. saying. His delivery was shit, though. Well, he, but this is the thing is he was embellishing and he was playing a character and he admitted it. The problem <laughs> to the, sell the product. problem to sell pro product. Well, he, I mean, that's the thing. I he know. was a smart, smart ass businessman, mm -hmm. crazy stuff. But the thing is, you know, the, and, and as I continue to work on Marty, it's and a problem I have with something like YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff is that everyone's putting on a mask. Everyone's yeah. playing a little bit of a character. They have to amplify themselves just a little bit to meet the needs of these mediums. Mm -hmm. And they do it not, not realizing that they're giving heightened senses on themselves. So everybody right. goes on YouTube and they go on TikTok and they watch these videos and they go, oh, this is real life. This is real life. And it's like, yes. th that guy's a real guy. It's like, right. well, no. It's not real life because real life, I mean, as, as, I mean, we've kind of made it real life at this point. I mean, we're able to have a conversation here and do this, but real life isn't this all the time. Like it's not, and even, even then, like 
watching a video of somebody give their hour long opinion about some New York Post article or whatever right. is like it's an academic extrapolation. It's still not real life. It's not right. you don't run into somebody and go, hey, let's talk about the hey, you tell me about the New York, how you feel about the New York Post thing for an hour. Right. Go ahead. Like, it's like, that's not how we interact with people. So it's I really could. weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. You can walk up to me at the subway down here and I'd be like, Marty, I got this article. Let's let's talk about it. I got to talk. For it. I, could. I would have to pull out a bottle of whiskey for that, but well, I'll be there for it. But this is this is where I found kind of my purpose because I've always kind of been like that. And not necessarily with like the New York Times article, but I've always been able to and always wanted to have conversations that stemmed deeper than the weather. Conversations mm-hmm. much like this. But I grew up yeah. in a very small town in a very tight knit, kind of almost toxic little community. And all those people wanted to talk about was the weather and each other. And I can never Mm. remember being interested in any of that. And so when this took off, I found my element. Like, I'm here for this. 100%. What was toxic about it, if you don't mind me asking? Because they all they wanted to do was talk about each other. That's all. I swear. Oh, my God. It was terrible. (laughs) If you didn't know what was going on with Nancy's husband that lived three blocks down and how she was sleeping with the like. And I can remember at like eight hearing this conversation. And being whoa, whoa, whoa. like, who was Nancy Dang. sleeping with? The plumber, the oh, town's God. plumber. Come on, Nancy. The jokes that must have come out of that. It did, or the teacher wow. that was sleeping with the seventeen. Like all of this stuff. Like and I, that. Right, that that yeah. now is like a whole nother thing. But yeah, I, I can remember. On that one. I can remember wanting to talk about you know like the aliens. I can remember wanting to talk about why I got kicked out of my church because they asked, they said, I asked too many questions. They wouldn't let me get confirmed. They were like, we don't think you believe in God enough. You asked too many questions. I'm like, why I want to know why didn't Noah get these animals on the ark? Why aren't there? Like, I don't understand. And they never had answers. I've always been like that. And so I've always been an outsider. And so finding this for me, this is like, I get that this isn't real life, but Marty, if I saw you at a coffee shop, I'd sit down and we, we'd talk about, this for hours. I yeah. can interact with you for hours. Well, you named the coffee shop. Well, I don't know. You're from where? Where are you from again? Illinois. <laughs> well, I was living in Chicago for like nine years. Now I'm That's in Connecticut. Right. For a, for okay, a I'm just gonna. I'm not going to Chicago. Don't go to shit. I mean, Chicago's great. I, I do love Chicago. I have fond memories there, but I don't know what it's like right now. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard. I've heard it's a mess. I don't. I'm not too yeah. far from Chicago. Marty, I want to. I keep calling you Marty. Is it okay if I call you Marty? In my head, I've called you Marty the whole time. So I want to go back to the female friends comment that you made earlier. Yes. You had said that you find yourself tapping into your femininity more when you are in in circle with your female friends. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can I ask you? So if you were, let's say you're in a club and you're encircled with these female friends and Mm -hmm. a fight broke out or a man um, was harassing one of them. Does there like do you have that inner instinct to protect that that uh, comes yeah. naturally with the masculinity? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I haven't really. Um, I mean, I guess I've stepped between those situations mm-hmm. and tr- tried to diffuse them. Um, but you've done something. Yeah. 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 And I, I, mean, I, I ask. Yeah. 
Well, I think because is going back to like the surrender idea, I think mm -hmm. as much as women want to be able to surrender and have that feminine energy, whatever we want to call it, femininity, mm -hmm. there's a surrender that men have the capability of doing because I, I talked about rage, right? Mm -hmm. And, and anger and, you know, it being the default for men mm -hmm. and in many ways, that's an issue, but it's also just natural. <laughs> it is. There's something very natural about male aggression. It just exists. It's just there. Mm -hmm. I had anger problems when I was younger. And the, the thing is, <clears throat> I think men can easily surrender to their anger. And that can mean either a loss of control or an ability to harness it. And... I think any man that like sees a woman kind of being uh, pressed upon in any way mm -hmm. will have that natural like. <sighs> see, and that's where I think there you and I might have a little bit disconnect because I don't mm. see that. But that might just be me. And because of the women that. You don't see so it in men. I don't, I don't see it in men. Not, not, okay. I'm okay. Nope. Let me take that back. I, I, I've seen it in a few. Um, okay. but I think as a societal whole, and just based off of like what I've seen, like obviously online and news and things like that. No, I see more men shying away from conflict and letting yeah. the women defend themselves or letting her friends come to her defense. Right. I think you're seeing more of that than you are of the other way around. And I want to, I want to touch on the anger thing really quick too, because I think the anger mm -hmm. thing, I really do think that that is, is a natural response. And when it comes to the protection, right. And I, I and you, mm -hmm. like you said, it can get really bad because I think a lot of women view their masculine's anger as almost like a protection mechanism. Like, you know, yeah, he gets like uncontrollably mad, but if you fuck with me, he's going to, yeah. he's going to get in your face too. They see it as a yeah. protection. So it puts them in very precarious spaces yeah. and very toxic relationships come out of that. Yeah. But that's why I, I was curious about if, if you felt that, you know, because I think that's what we're lacking right now. I think we don't have enough men to stand up for their women. And so now mm. we've got this whole feminist movement who is standing up for themselves. And there's some conspiracy theory behind it from, history and the government and why oh, it's yeah. that way <clears throat> but that's the way it kind of is now because now men mm. are putting on skirts and wearing makeup and being feminine while the women are left to try and defend themselves yeah. and now their children right yeah i man it's all sorts of effed up the world mm -hmm. because I would, I would, and I would agree with you. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by the fact that you don't see many men stepping up because here's the other thing is like, mm -hmm. when I was younger, I, I didn't really understand the masculine side until I was older. Mm -hmm. When I was young, I was uh, a very sensitive young boy. Like that's right. where I existed. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to dance. I wanted to, I took part in those feminine things. Mm -hmm. I, I guess they would be categorized as feminine. Um, I love the arts. I still do, but it wasn't until, you know, years later that this actually became a thing 
where I was like, oh, what is what is the strength? What is like working out? What is being strong and being able to defend yourself? I, I don't think many young boys are even being taught to defend themselves these days. No, they're not. How can they, how can they fight off somebody if they don't know how to defend themselves? Correct. So in many ways, like, uh, I also like, this is, and this is anecdotal. So it's, it's not, there's no data to support this, right? <laughs> but, but I've heard this from multiple men in multiple cases. And this, this anecdote has probably nothing to do with the stories that you've experienced. Sorry, you've experienced, but, uh, you're right here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it still exists and it's, it's something that pops up in my head when this subject is brought up. I, I had a girlfriend that would try to instigate fights in bars right. when we were younger. And the thing about a situation like that was like, I thought this person was kind of smarter than that, mm-hmm. but she did it multiple times. And at that time, I was like, that's not, first of all, like, if, if the guy did something like, or if you think he did something like looked at you funny, which seems to be the case, or, you know, you just didn't like how his friends were chatting, and then you decided to interject in some way, that's on you. Right. I can't defend your, you know, so I've, I've heard multiple stories about you know, women who have kind of instigated a thing and expected that someone to come save them, someone to come save someone to come save them. Yep. So that before too. And it's, and it's like, I think in general are, we're all both sides, men and women are starting to disregard any kind of responsibility and things. Okay. And that includes, that goes up to like our, (laughs) how we're dealing with our world in general. Um, and, and I think that's where the male necessity of protection comes in. If, if we want to maintain masculinity in some historic form, we can't shit as much on it because I do think men are protectors. I think we do do that. The problem, uh, the other problem is that what are we protecting people from? It's other men. It's very rare. It's never women. It's very, I mean, it's very rare. It's very rare. It's usually men who have in those cases surrendered to their anger or Mm -hmm. their imbalance and are utilizing it for evil. Um, So that's, that's the other side of the coin is it's like, Man, if you if if we try to cut, we we want to cut this evil anger out, right? As right. such a unintelligent way to label it, this evil anger out. We want to cut this evil anger out. The right. side effect from that is on the other end, you're cutting down the chivalrous side of it. The man that steps up, the man right. that's strong, the man that defends. But this evil stuff hasn't gone away because the right. evil shit doesn't care, right? If you call it toxic, it's like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to keep doing it because why it's not like, it's not like all the assholes out in the world are going to go, oh, I've been doing it all wrong this whole time. 
I've been a piece of shit this whole time. It's like, no, that's that they don't care. They don't care. So, so the casualties of this war are the, are the people that you want. You're now, we're now trying to empower to like, no, take up, take up the sword. You're the, you're the warrior, you know, you're the warrior poet go, you know, like speak truth, speak truth to power, fight the power, defend the weak. You know, it's like, I think a a strong, like a strong man is a controlled man. And that's, that's what I like if a strong and then, and as a female too, like as, as a stronger female of the world country, whatever, I think one of the biggest things that I had to learn too was to control my emotions. I never went and started fights Mm. at the bar, but I never hesitated to jump the fuck in either if I needed to like, and that was one of the things that I had to learn to, that I wanted to reel back from. I never expected anyone to come save me, but I had like an over independence to where it was very, mm. n- not all about toxic, but it was very damning. So it's, it's over because I wouldn't let anybody in. And now we're, we're kind of through that a little bit, but I want to go back. I wrote down something here. I, I want to yeah. go back and talk <laughs> about the, the woman in the bar that started the fight expecting the man to save her. Now this kind of ties into the toxic feminist movement in a way, mm. right? The ones that, that are way to that extreme side, the ones that are screaming, you know, we don't need men, you know, we don't need men at all. Kill all men, whatever. Like they're just, yeah. I'm not afraid of a lot, but I am afraid of that movement. Do you feel like that had a big hand in demasculating the balanced man or the balanced masculine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even the most controlled man on the planet Mm. is going to have a hard time coming up against some screeching purple haired, you know, female with her boobs hanging out and her, you know, bra. I, I can't with it. I'm too modest, I guess, in that sense. I just, that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, You feel like, sorry, as much. No, I just saw the image. Uh, I see them. I see them. Talking to those women, there's no having a conversation. Yeah, but- it's tough. And I've, I've, you know, I've had convers. I've been friends with people like that, and they're very difficult to communicate with because <sighs> there was okay. Here's another anecdote <laughs> of because it, it's confusing. It's just, it's just so confusing. It's so right. confusing. So I was at a party and there was a woman there whose friends, it was, a, it was a friend of mine's birthday. Okay. And uh, there was a woman there who's friends with her and she was in the community and we start talking and the, every five minutes of a conversation with this woman was, well, because he was a white man and he was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. I every five minutes. I can't. And you know, for me, it was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's play this game. Yeah, great. Well, no, I I stuck with it. I I stuck with it. I was like, okay, that's interesting. He was so bad. All right. So then I'm just trying to be, you know, a charming guy, telling jokes, having a good time, you know, just doesn't even. So at the end of the night, we share an Uber home. And on the ride, she leaps across the back of the, the, the car to make out with me. And I was like, this is super confusing. <laughs> Just going to say, don't, don't know if I have to uh, explain this, but I am a white man that you have for the past two hours 
so happily shit on. And here you are, <coughs> leaping across. I, I don't know what to make of this. So I think, I think there, there's a, conf- this, is, this anecdote is to kind of inflate this, this idea that like a lot of these women who say these things and are so vehemently opposed to toxic men or you know, men in general also seem to date men like this or they end up being, yeah, it's projection. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, not to say that I'm necessarily that toxic man that shit, but I was a white guy. So I don't know. Right. Probably were. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Probably. Probably. Um, So, so I think, I think if anything, it's slightly confusing (sighs) because (sighs) men are generally like, I like women. I want to be with a woman. And if you encounter a woman that's like, I hate men, men are terrible. But if you want to go out on a date, it's like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't like, what do you, how do we, how do we expect this to go? If I know you hate men, I just really don't know. And then it's like, well, no, men just need to be better. Okay. Well, how could men be better? And, and so, you know, when you start asking this question of like, well, how could men be better? And a lot of the response, I remember at the time, and this was years ago, having conversations with women that were bringing this up, was they could just stop talking. Oh, and it's like, well, so see that you, you I can't want, get on board with. Well, it's also the, just the like so you, don't, you don't want them to be a person. Is essentially what it is, right? That's like that's like a man being like, man, you know, women would be better if they just didn't talk. To be fair. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, Let's hear it. Let's that hear is it. a running, that was a running oh, joke. It is. Like, yeah, I, that, yeah. and I can remember even in my, like my twenties, that kind of being the running women are to be seen and not heard. And this is why right. I say there was some cultural shifting there that was done mm-hmm. by media that was done by Hollywood that was done by, you know, like our government, which, you know, obviously controls, it controls it all. It was mm-hmm. it was done that way on purpose that women are to be seen and not heard and and right and then what happened was the drugs were kind of introduced into these poor communities in a short short story which then got a lot of the men in trouble and then they had to go to jail leaving the women and the children vulnerable and so then the women and the children had to depend on the government and the government stepped in and was like hey yeah here's some assistance here's title 19 yeah. here's free health insurance and the women yep. were like okay and then the women raised their kids by themselves and then the kids didn't know anything but so then you got another generation out there that are saying well you know we can do it this way and just yeah. giving women all of this <laughs> false sense of superiority over men and i it did it built we're talking mm. like this happened back in the 50s and 60s yeah maybe even yeah. earlier during prohibition right alcohol was a big problem yeah with four men and their anger men, problems yeah and, yeah beating their wives and not being at home just not Going being at drinking. home yeah correct and so yeah. as this as this has grown now we've got a whole group of women who are just convinced we don't need men they're all lesbians we don't need men they don't need men to to um have children that can be done by a doctor and a sperm donor. They don't need right. men to protect them because they've got, you know, they can protect themselves or they got their, their girlfriend can protect them. Mm-hmm. Like the phasing out of the masculine is extremely concerning to me because right. I understand that we need a masculine. I understand that the reason that our country is in the state that it's in is because we don't have enough men that are willing to step up and, and, and take it back. 
and all muskets and, and tea party <laughs> style, but, but they're not, but we, you know, we've got women that are willing to do it too. And there's yeah. no balance. It's just, we're just well, extremely I think, I think, imbalanced. I think there yeah. are men that are stepping up. I don't know if their hearts are always in the right place. And, okay. and the, the other thing is that like, when it comes to that, like, you know, uh, men stepping up and defending women, when you have women that are like, I can do it on my own. I don't need right. a man. I don't need I a man. Over, that over independence. I don't need a man. I don't, need, a man. I don't like, need anybody. A man could just be like, all right, well, then get into your, if, if you're get into an altercation, you don't need me. Right. You said you don't need me. I, yep. I don't like, like, but blah. even, but even that was programmed into women sure. because the men, you know, back then we ended up in jail. The men, it, it made men unreliable men's ability yeah inability to control their emotion, to control their anger or to control their addiction made men incredibly. And I'm not saying all men, I'm not, I'm generalizing sure. here and I shouldn't hashtag not all men. Hashtag okay, not all men. Yeah, exactly. Please. But made the made men incre increasingly unreliable again, leaving the women and children to rely on the government, leaving the women and children to rely on, on the mother, on, and so then the mother has mm. to step into her masculine and take over. Well, she's raising little girls. That's all those little girls are going to know is women take care of yeah. women. And then it just goes on and on and on. So I think there's, I, I, and I agree with you. I think yeah. the coming at men and being like, no, I don't need you. Because men, they have that, that, that's a man thing. Like they, they need to feel like heroes. Like they want to be your hero. Let them be yeah. their hero. I yeah. had to learn that. Like let them be your hero. Yeah. And and lay it down and let them step in and, and prove themselves. And it's tough though. It's God, it's tough. It's tough. I think it's, and I think it's tough for, you know, it's tough for everybody right now because it's like, mm -hmm. we're so guided by our bitterness and our ego and our anger all the mm -hmm. time because, and you know, the, the social media is such an interesting place because you don't know, yes who the hell is actually thinking the things right. that are being put like I, the problem is my Twitter or my TikTok or my YouTube is flooded with the algorithm. So I have no idea to like, not even like a fraction of the population could actually be listening to or engaging in these thoughts or conversations. And it's like, but to me, it's like, that's all that's going on in the world. Right. You get, you and, get like this laser hyper focus. Yeah. Into the, just those couple things. Yeah. And so one thing that's been coming a lot, up a lot on my Twitter, and I don't know who I started following to get this, but it's women who are, um, I guess you would call them trad wives or whatever. Like the, the derogatory term is like trads. Do, do you What's know? a trad? Do, it's traditional, right? It's a, so it's oh, like, like trads, they're traditional. Stepford, like a, I'm a traditional I even, wife. I wouldn't even say like Stepford. I would say like, uh, they, what? they like homesteading and, and oh, having a cabin out in the woods and their husband's a lumberjack. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> so I see a lot of that on Twitter and it's just so I, funny to me because it's like, this is, this is like a complete pendulum swing of every, it's like, I want a man who will build me a house and I want to have a bunch of kids and I want to pickle vegetables. And it's like, <laughs> there's something so wholesome and beautiful about it. There is. Um, and, 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 and enticing about it because it's just so 
fucking pure in a way. Mm -hmm. And we've lost, and I don't say, and I'm not saying that we need to, we need to go to that. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe we kind of need some of that in general is like, I, would it, would it be so bad for women to feel in this feminine where they can surrender and feel protected and feel safe to make their pickles. a home, make their pickles. <laughs> That's right. Like I, I talked to my friend about this a lot and, and it's like, man, moms are awesome. Moms are just the shit because it's hard to be a how like, and, and this isn't saying like, yeah, women should just be housewives. But I want to acknowledge, I think we don't acknowledge how difficult it is in this culture to just be a housewife. Let's say you, you know, you're in a fine marriage, whatever, you mm-hmm. have kids, and you are just a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You know, 50 years ago, that's crazy to me. Like, or, or you know, 60, 70 years ago, to, to build a home that's comfortable for your family, that you're mm-hmm. constantly, you know, keeping them fed, keeping them happy, keeping them warm, making them, uh, I mean, a mother makes their child feel safe in a completely mm-hmm. different way than a father does. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I would argue that the father should always be pushing their children more towards risk yeah. and, and, and I would just agree. getting them comfortable with risk. Mm-hmm. Um, while the mother is there to... to- to, to mother to, to, to mother to be like yeah you failed you failed <laughs> daddy put you in a shitty position and you failed <laughs> and you just go out and you do it again because daddy's gonna make you yeah but it's okay it's great i have been at home so i quit my corporate job uh after you. short shortly after my youngest was born he's eight now so i've been at home for eight years nice. and i'm i've had three kids i worked Full time throughout my oldest. My oldest is 20, but I worked full time. I was, it was just me and him until he was 10. Oh. And then Mr. Shipwreck came in and, and now we're a family, but we were a little family then too, but it's always been sure. that. So stepping into this was a whole nother. Cause I'd almost kind of lost my identity. Like I was a corporate mm. person. I was marketing. I was a trainer, you know, I, and it was hard. Like being, yeah. I found my groove eventually. And I did, I made pickles. Okay, I just can shit. Like we had a garden. We didn't. We had one this year. Didn't do very well, but we had right. one at our old home. And I, I canned all the stuff. I made salsa. Right. I owned a little bakery for oh. like a year. Baked oh, all nice. the stuff. And you then have your own sourdough care. starter. I did not. No, I didn't oh. make any. I made like um, old fashioned like cakes and stuff. Like I made old fashioned nice. desserts. Yeah. yeah, but then I started the podcast, and now this it pays obviously a lot better. But <laughs> I when. I can remember when my kids were little, like being so thankful to be able to be home and, and just like to, if they wake up sick, it's fine. We're staying in our pajamas all day. If they, yeah. you know, if there was a snowstorm, I'm not running around trying to find sitters. I'm not, you know, and, yeah. but it's, it's tough and it's lonely. Like you don't have that. Everybody talks about the tribe, right? That if you don't have a tribe of moms that stay home with their kids and I did not. You're there right. all by your damn self. And but, I would agree. Yes. Then then you're talking about community, right? Yeah. And we don't have that. And we do it's not. it's really crazy uh that and and not only do we not have it, we are in a social atmosphere that 
will shut down any possibility Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Because we Absolutely. don't trust our neighbors. We don't like our neighbors. We d- they we don't know what they believe, but we know that, you know, they they put out that flag. Mm-hmm. And we know what that means. Mm-hmm. When they put out that flag, we're not going to oh, we don't like that, them. That blows my fucking mind that you people know? will base their relationship on political Views. I have so many Democrat friends. For, I don't even know yeah. if they're friends. A lot of them, but a lot of them won't talk to me anymore since I started this. Like they just. That's so strange. It is. We've been friends for 10 years. Like I have family that won't talk to me anymore. And I'm like, you know I what? Just, it's cool. Like, what are you going to do? Nothing. What can I do? What, what can you do? Yeah. What I guess you, you could just, uh, you could just backtrack and not stand by anything you believe in. That's. Well, and that's, I think, what a lot right. of people have had like, to learn over the last few years yeah. is how to really start standing in their own belief. And then they were going to have to do it by themselves. But this yeah. takes us back yeah. to social media. I think social media yeah. allowed a lot of people to do that because they found their tribe online. I get what you said earlier about this is not life. Yeah. But if it hadn't been for this, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what the hell. Sure. I'd be working some dumbass nine to five job, I'm sure. making. Sure nine bucks an hour. So I don't know. Hey, I mean, I'm one to talk. I'm still on the platforms, you know, yeah. I, mean? I, 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 I do. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that social media is dumb. Don't do it. But right. I think we need, we do need a, an awareness of how it plays in our lives and how we perceive reality from it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's weird because the more I do TikTok and YouTube and, you know, uh, I mean, I haven't been seriously doing YouTube for too long, but I've done it long enough where I get these subscribers that are always kind of dropping in and commenting. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're you're part of the you're part of the Marty group. Oh, yes. welcome in! Oh my gosh, welcome to the Marty party. That's what you yeah, should call Marty it. Party. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> this is the Marty party. The and Marty it, party. It, it is a community. Um, I don't think it's it's the community that we're comfortable with. I don't think it's the community that we really need. We really need an in-person community, a group of like, I mean, you know, what is it? Uh, people are only able to really remember or, or staying community with like up to a hundred people, I think Mm -hmm. like it is the, is the limit. Like we do need those groups of people and that we kind of turn to and trust. And I guess that's what towns really were for a very long time, especially in, you know, uh, settled America is like Mm -hmm. just towns of people. Everybody knew everybody, you know, but was, but was that always a good thing though? See, and this is is where I, I struggle. But with is anything? But is anything? It was. It was completely bad. I don't know that it was completely bad, but it. There was a lot of stuff that I had to work through in order to get mm. to where I am now because of things that had happened, and right. and beliefs. The belief system of this town. Um, and it just. You know, I, I kind of grew up always thinking that I was kind of sh- like shit because of oh. just and it didn't matter what I did. I was an all star sports player. I was in every choir. I was in every play like I was in everything. But it didn't matter because of my yeah. last name or it didn't matter because of. And so I, I had grown up with that same. So 
And this is what I'm seeing a lot with the internet too, is that I think if I would have had this kind of interaction with people who were the same as me, like that I could relate with that I could, you know, that mm. maybe things would have been a lot different for me growing up. And maybe I, maybe they would have been worse. I don't know. But like, I see this with kids now, kids getting bullied mm. in school and stuff, but they know that when they come home, they can log on and they've got their friends that are four right. states away that they can lean on and they can talk to. And I think as far as silver linings with the social media and the internet go, I'm, I'm going to have to go with that being one of them. Um, it's, it's sure. like, an online, I get the face to face and I struggle with face to face, um, conversations with people, but that's because I want to have conversations like this right off the bat. And people sure. can't do that. People want to, they want to talk about the weather. They want to talk about the sports teams and that's just, and I can, I just, I get bored. I, I think I was slightly spoiled in a way okay. because when I went to, <clears throat> sorry, when I went to, I, I, I mean, this was later in my life. I mean, younger, I, I guess, you know, I, I didn't really find uh, somebody who really shared particular, the particular interests I had until I was, mm-hmm almost into high school. Um, but I also didn't have much negative going on. I don't, right. I don't think I really had what, what you, I don't think I had anything like you experienced. I'm assuming like, I don't know. It could, yeah, no, I mean, and it could be but, and everybody's experiences with it are going to be different. I'm sure. Right. But right. I, I don't, you know, so I, I might've been spoiled in that way. And also later on, I think, you know, when I ended up going to uh, this kind of, two-year European mask, red nose work uh, school. Right. I got the opportunity to meet a lot of like-minded people. And because it was devised theater, we were in it all the time. We dealt with each other all the time. We didn't Mm -hmm. like, a a lot of people didn't like each other. But there's there's so much to be gained in those. And I mean, you you were in sports, so you understand this Mm -hmm. kind of, the teamwork aspect of it, working with people and playing with people and navigating really difficult conversations and situations. Um, I think that's so crucial to growing up and staying healthy. And part of that I think comes with, uh, so, so yes, social media, you can start to build those relationships and have a community. I think also also right and And we also also. need some we need some good in-person communities to be able to rely on now that could just be family right that could just be family that could be your your team of you know moms i don't (laughs) know if you have a team of moms at the moment no not at the moment Where's the motherfucker moms, you know? I so well again, this is and again, this is where a lot of us are struggling now too. I did. Like I I mm. I did. I had family. I had, you know, and then when I started this and the political stuff started to come out, I lost I lost everybody. I did mean, anyone you know, try to have like this like honest no. discussions with you about it? Nope. And like I recognized a lot of, cause as I'm getting into this, we also went through almost like a spiritual awakening. I healed a lot mm. of the stuff that, that I had gone through and 
didn't even recognize how it was impacting my life, how I was self-sabotaging and, and sabotaging relationships and sabotaging myself. Mm. And I had was able to recognize, and I'm talking like toxic. I'm not throwing the word toxic out there lately. I'm talking like, it's just a joke. Stop. T- that was one of the biggest things growing up that I heard a lot from when it came to our family. They joke. were, it's just a joke. Oh, it's see. just, you know, the comments <laughs> about my weight or the comments about this or comment. Mm. It's just a joke, you know, when I would get upset and that went well into what, up to five or so years ago when eventually I'm just like, you know what? And then they got really upset with the podcast and and we were doing the TikToks and stuff um, because I, a lot, the, a lot of them are Democrats and I, it's, that's all I got. I, I couldn't, my mind and was you just don't blown. Even, that really, that really blew my mind. Said, you even said you don't necessarily align, like you don't really consider no. yourself a conservative either. I I used I used to be a Democrat. I voted for Obama and then I yeah. started to pay more attention. And now we go with policies over people and policies over popularity. Right. Yeah. That's more of where I lean to um, the conservative. I am a registered Republican right now. I'm probably lean more conservative with my values versus okay. what I, I want for me and my family. But I also believe that not all Democrats are evil. Like that's being spewed right. out from Republicans. You know, I can see the yeah. divisive shit going on. And so, no, but it's, I was, I think I was just always kind of a black sheep. I don't know that I was ever mm-hmm. accepted really as a kid now right. looking back on it. And that could be why that it's, and I found all of these people on the internet and they were like, we love your podcast. You should start love a podcast. It. And then my family was like, that's dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> God, well, fuck you guys that I'm going to do it anyway. And yeah. I started and, and they just, we don't talk anymore. So I'm raising motherfuckers and yeah. I'm really focused on myself and raising them. And, and I'm nice to people. Like I'm not a douche. Like I talk to moms at the baseball yeah. games and basketball games. Yeah. But I am very aware of my social media presence. I'm very aware yeah. that they are aware of it as well as well. And so it's, it's just kind yeah. of touchy. It's weird because you know, it is the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people can find uh, people can find it all. They sure can. And, you know, I, I think about that every time I post any kind of Marty stuff. I'm like, well, it's out there forever now. <laughs> it's, you know? it's, it's this there. <laughs> this yep, is it. This is it. Um, but I think, I, you know, when it comes to, like, I, I mentioned these guys, Fresh, Fresh and Fit or Kevin Samuels. Um just pearly things is another one. Okay. Uh, but, you know, in terms of like social media, I do feel like because it becomes a community, th- there's the risk that people don't step outside of the place that they're comfortable. Absolutely. I get that. Yep. And you this is where I stay in your little online community where everybody yep. agrees with you. Yep. Everybody yep. agrees with you and you just feel more, your ego's protected. Correct. And I think a lot of this, like I see with the current like manosphere, like, I don't know if you've heard that term before. No, no, they call it, man. I just see, this is the problem is I'm nonstop researching this stuff. I'm nonstop researching this stuff. It, it's inundated into my brain. The manosphere. Um, the manosphere. Yeah. So there's like man. I mean, Jordan Peterson's considered part of the manosphere. Okay. Um, 
Kevin Samuels is an interesting case because he essentially is this was this very successful man, <clears throat> very successful black man who would do a show and he would essentially be like, women's standards are too high. You need to stop having high standards. And women would call in and, and, and be like, I deserve a 10. And he'd be, and he'd call them ugly and fat. And he'd be like, you got to work out. You know, if you want to, if you want a high value man, you got to get to work or, right. you know, or, or just settle or just settle, right. like settle on, you know, you're, you're a six, settle on a six. And, you know, obviously uh, women who are more apt to, you know, be, want to kind of be combative would call in. So that's essentially what would end up happening right. um, a lot of times. But I think, and Kevin Samuels recently passed, but something that there's, there's a, there's that world out there where, and, and this is mainly focused on the idea of high value men, which is usually defined as a guy who makes over six figures, mm-hmm. um, really attractive, right? Um, you know, it has, has his shit together and is just, is just, he's, he's the top tier man, like the top 1% right. of men. So it just seems, it's really weird because then you have the fresh and fit podcast. Who's essentially saying, you know, men, you got to get your shit together. You got to get out there. And I agree with all the stuff they say. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very beneficial for a lot of dudes who are, you know, in their parents' basement and they're playing video games all day. Right. It's like, get your shit together. Like, right. are you going to be playing video games into your forties? Like, are, are you right. going to, are you going to forge a path for yourself? Are you going to be the hero of your journey? Are you going to sacrifice something, whether it's the, the time of leisure or, you know, fucking off? Like, look, we're young at some point in our lives and that's a fine time to fuck off and, mm-hmm find yourself by taking those risks but but it's it's just i think the point is to hone in on something to hone in on something even if you change like that's fine right but it's always honing okay well okay i want to get focused yeah focused because it's really easy not to it's so and it's easier than ever not to right now i can open my phone and get lost for two hours if i really wanted to or I don't See, even this, need to want to. This is where, like when we talked about, this is where I lead with my masculinity. That's that's my masculine part. Like I am, I am focused. I am obsessed with yeah. what I want. I am obsessed with researching it. I am obsessed with with learning two new techniques on how to interview and 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 headhunting people and headhunt. Mm-hmm. Like I have a vision for mm-hmm. what I want this to be, and I am obsessed with it. And this is, again, that's like the, and this is why I don't understand when I meet men, you know, and, and usually for not, not meet men. Cause I'm not meet, I'm not meeting men, but like, like my male friends, right? Sure. This is, this is what they do. Like they, they sit in their basements all day and they play video games. Right. Or they, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I struggle a lot with that because, and I struggle to communicate with people like that because we are just not the same. Like, right. but I also have to take a step back and recognize that, that 
that's not that's it's different it's it's not it's not weird but like it's different it's it's just it's different there other than a lot of people like i have mm-hmm. this very mm-hmm. masculine mindset mm-hmm. and so it's very it's i get very confused when i you know talk or see other dudes who just can't grasp it or can't seem to get it figured out or can't or will project it out of their mouth and act like it but then mm. are not at all and like i can spot that shit a mile away like i can tell when you're just blowing smoke and what you're when you're actually I doing see. something right right it's i, I yeah. get what you're saying 100 percent. yeah for sure well and i i think i think you know when it comes to something like video games are interesting to me because i i'm it's not like I've never played a video game. I've I just love you know. video games. Absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah. Like Mario Kart. I would get on board. Oh my god, Mario Kart. Man. Yeah. Classic. 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 <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't say no to some Mario Kart. Nope. You know, but I think video games are interesting because <clears throat> it's a designed path, and I think men. I, I I don't I can't speak for women on this because I'm not one. Sure. For men, I think it's, it's very, I just need to establish it. You know, that'd be really weird. If in the middle of the show, I was like, by the way, ship, I have a vagina. I have a vagina. I just fucking trolled your whole podcast. You You got me to talk about masculinity all this time. Um, but I, I think like it's it's because video games have like a focus. It's just it's built its structure it's a, it's that you can just get lost in. Yeah, it's distracting. It's it's, a, it's distracting, but it's also yeah. you could surrender to it. Like right. you could sit down and here's the storyline. Here's all. Here's your path. Great. A man can focus on a thing and just go, and it's mm-hmm. perfectly designed. And also, I mean, you know, it gives you a dopamine hit all the time. It does. Oh my gosh, you got the rings. That's, that's and a you whole. Open that treasure. Woo! Ooh, my man, my whole... dopamine feels so good. Oh my gosh. Whole yum, yum, another yum, yum, yum. live. You know. Do you know a lot about that? Because I do. I want to do a live on that. I want to talk about the dopamine and then the dopamine, like dopamine detox. Oh, oh shit! And social media and the yeah. gaming and. That's a whole, but we're, we're like way over our hour. I don't know. I I don't know enough. I'm, I'm still trying to deal with my own dopamine. I know. Me too. Man. Terrible about it. I went went through a phase, like, um, went through a phase where I was like, I'm going to quit sugar, alcohol, uh, (laughs) pornography. I'm going to quit, uh, weed. I'm going to quit, uh, all this stuff. And I quit sugar. And that was great. Mm-hmm. I quit alcohol. I quit coffee. I mm-hmm. quit all the things at once. And then, like, I was great. And then I crashed. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, fell back into it. Like, coffee and, and some sugar and some drinking. But it's like, right. you start to realize how many addictions we have right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my biggest, I think, like, I, I remember I was working with this, I was teaching a, like, a, a clown workshop one time, and a student was kind of stuck. They were devising a piece, and they're like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing with this character. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, look, here's what you do. You sit in your room for an hour with the lights off mm-hmm. and nothing going on, and you just lay there. 
I guarantee you the answers will come. And he came in the next week with a fucking amazing piece. And he was like, I did what you told me. I was like, yeah, because the thing is, is, is like, there's too much happening. And as an artist, you can't, you, you, you're not free when, when there's just stuff being shoved in your face. Like I do a lot of research. I'll watch podcasts and fresh and fit and all this stuff. And, but then I need to like sit in silence for an hour to two hours and just let it. Me too. You know, it's, it's crucial. We need time away from this stuff. So I, I am really curious about, um, I, I, do you know Andrew Huberman? Huh? Oh, if you want to talk dopamine stuff, look in, look into that guy. Andrew Huberman I'll is I'll dive awesome. into this is this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while too. So Andrew it's Huberman. Wild. Well, with that, my guy, we are over our hour tonight, Andrew Huberman. What? No. <laughs> an hour and 20. Like you did good. Normally I cut shit right at an hour, but Damn. you have that. But I want to, yeah. I do want to bring, are you open to coming back and just talking more about that and Hell anything yeah. else? This was so yeah. much fun. I feel guys, like we didn't it, even really get to talk about all this stuff. I know. Yeah. I feel like we're going to, we're going to have to bring him back. I got Sonny Sonny. We're going to bring him back. So we'll get you rescheduled right. to come back another time for sure. Um, right. But I got to, I got to put my, my other kids are home. My other kid is home now. So with that, my guy, usually at the end of the live, I give our guests an opportunity to share uh, to say a little something to everybody. So if you have the world's attention for the next 30 or 45 seconds, what would you tell them? I would say cut out the noise in your life, sit in silence in the dark and listen to the beautiful things that your soul has been wanting to tell you forever. That's what oh. I would say. That's beautiful. And I agree. I, I am a huge encourager of people spending time alone because yes. you cannot figure out who you really are or what you really want until you spend a significant amount of time alone thinking yeah. about it. So it's true. Well, with that, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, thank, thank you, you so much for me. coming out. Absolutely. We love your faces. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow night, we got skit night. It's going to be the TikTok trailer park. So we're bringing the park ladies back and we're going to go through the thanksgiving festivities that are going to be coming up in the trailer park so we will see you guys tomorrow night at 8 p.m central standard time keep her moving take it easy tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer bye guys